0: When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. Now they give it to Green. Green stutter step. He's through. First down. Forty. Forty-five. Fifty. Forty-five. Forty. Run, William. Run. Twenty. Fifteen. Ten. In the backfield, two receivers left, one right, Mayfield back to pass, looks going towards the end zone, and it's caught by Donovan Peoples-Jones! Touchdown! He got it! He got it! The rookie from Michigan got it! With 11 seconds left to go! Popping once, now throwing long down the left side. Swatter has it. He's going in for a touchdown. Oh, the wow. the game. <laughs> hey, ho, and what do you know? Welcome, everybody, to another edition of After Further Review, kind of an emergency pod, if you will. Uh, to talk about something that's been going on uh, recently. By the way, I'm your host, uh, the Maverick, on your journey today. Alex Hale, no Jack McCurry today, um but I will say this: this pod I did it once, and I did it more of anger and frustration, and I want cooler heads to prevail because sure, I can be abrasive on Twitter at times because i don't I don't put up with stupidity very well and if you're going to act dumb and you're going to be, you know, subtweeting me and you're just going to be a little bitch, I'm going to be angry. I'm not going to be friendly with you, no matter if you're my friend or whatever. Because plain and simple, I've had friends stab me in the back before. It would not be the first time people stab me in the back and, you know, try to use me for their own gain. This happened to me all the time in high school. I'm not putting up with that high school bullshit because I let it happen way too much. So when you come after me, yes, I'm going to snap back at you and I'm going to be abrasive and a little bit of an asshole. But you kind of fucking deserve it. Don't use me to get a gain off of anything. So about Baker Mayfield. Now, I personally... Do not think Baker is the guy. And what I mean by that is, I don't think he is the guy that can lead you to a Super Bowl. Plain simple. Could he be a guy that can get you to the playoffs? Well, that's been proven, yes. Can he be just a solid top 15 quarterback in the league? Probably. One healthy. But to win a Super Bowl, you can't be top 15. You can't. That's not acceptable in today's NFL. Honestly, it hasn't been acceptable in the NFL probably for the last 30, 40 years. You have to be the best of the best to give yourself a shot. And I know where this conversation's heading into replacements. And I know people who are in the ride with six bandwagon that, you know, well, you're not getting Rodgers or Wilson. So, who's the upgrade? And I'll get to Derek Carr in a minute. Because I do think he's an upgrade. I haven't said how much of an upgrade he is and why I think he's a bigger upgrade than most. Now, let's go down why Baker has played like shit. Number one, the injuries. Everyone uses that as an excuse and everyone will say, well, after week one, what did you think of him? He looked great. He didn't look great to start that Houston game and then got injured. I think there's been a consistency issue for a while. And it just, he did stall out that second half in Kansas City too. It just, you could tell something was amiss. That he can't just put it away. and. That's going to be something that you're going to hear a common trend of in my evaluation. He just can't put somebody away. That can be play calling. That can be him. That can be whatever is. It doesn't matter. In my personal opinion, Baker Mayfield has to find ways to finish off teams when he has the chance. And he doesn't. He lets his foot off the gas. And when it comes to the injuries, I know people will say, hey, that's the reason why his foot works off, he's compensating for his shoulder, yada, yada, yada. Well, then I argue that if that's going to be your defense for Baker Mayfield, then you need to be pointing the finger at Stefanski and Andrew Barry For totally mishandling his injury. Because in fairness. Why are you risking your quarterback? And what I mean by that is. If you think he can be the guy. And you think he can be a guy. You're going to sign to that extension. Why are you risking his health? Why are you risking his confidence? Why are you going to these lengths. To put yourselves at risk in a division that you may not have any room for air in. Why are you doing that? It makes no sense to me. For me, when it comes to the footwork, I've seen it before with him. It happened in 2019. He had a bad year. He got hit a lot. He gets happy feet, he gets his footwork messed up, and he doesn't think, he doesn't go back to his basics of throwing. You can say it's his shoulder, but I think Baker's a man playing scared right now to get hit and make it even worse. When, honestly, he probably can't make it much worse. So, and also Baker has said he's never felt better. If he's never felt better then he should be playing a little bit better, not regressing more. And you can say he's covering blah, 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 blah. But a lot of players say they're fucking hurt and they're playing through it. Aaron Rodgers does that shit. You can see Aaron Rodgers limping on the field. But is that affecting him? No. But is Aaron Rodgers the best quarterback on the planet? Yes. In fairness, there is that. But for me, Baker has to be honest with himself. And I think he's too much in his own head to shut everybody up. And honestly, the man needs a sports psychologist badly because the dude's afraid to fail. And if you're playing afraid to fail, you're already lost. That's another thing that I think he's terrified of. We see it with Emily and the entire, you know, Brown's family, they are tired of the criticism. They're hearing you. You're in their head, which tells me they're not blocking out the noise. They need to get better at that shit. Baker needs to forget whatever the fuck Colin Coward says and focus on what he can control, which is the way he plays and what he's capable of doing on the field. Work on what you can control. And that also includes telling the people around you to shut the fuck up. Do not let it show that you're soft. Do not show fucking weakness. Because once you show fucking weakness, the entire league sees it. And they're going to exploit you on it. This is a continuous problem with the Browns' culture. I love the chip on their shoulder, but you don't need to publicly say it on social media. Get the fuck off of it, all of you. Nick Chubb's the only one who just posts a bat signal, and guess what? The dude backs it up, and he doesn't really say much of, he's the Dark Knight. Okay, great. You've earned that right, but you're not saying, hey, I'm going to run all over you today. You're just going like the dark night has been called. That's it. That's all it is. He doesn't go to social media after a game and say, you know, fuck coach for not giving me the ball or screw you fans for not getting behind us or whatever. He doesn't say a damn thing. I think. If they would just block it out, they would be much more mentally stable on the field because they wouldn't be worrying about what others think other than themselves. You got to learn to let go of that stuff. And that's stuff I've learned in my life. Work on what you can control and what you cannot control. You can't control what others think of you, Baker. You can't control the fact that I'm seeing you not being able to read the field and footwork is a mess. And I pray to God that it's the injury, but I don't think it is because I've seen you do this before. And so I'm out. You can't control the fact I'm seeing things. So what do you have the ability to control? Win the next two games and you're in the fucking playoffs. Get some help with from the Chiefs. Win the next two games And you're in. And you shut my ass up. Because, Baker, I'm going to say this. Contrary to what a lot of you think, that I'm a fucking Baker hater. And fuck you forever thinking that. No. Baker, I was your advocate for four fucking years. Until this season, when I see traits that I shouldn't be seeing right now. Even with the injury. You are supposed to be fearless. You are supposed to be a guy that knows how to manage the game, knows how to play the game smart smart, and from what I saw from you at Oklahoma, knows how to read the fucking field. You're really telling me when Jarvis Landry came on that cross route that you can't throw it to him that you're gonna take the chance on double coverage, even though. DPJ may have had a step, you're going to take the chance on that when Jarvis Landry is going to get to that same point if you hit him on the cross route. You would have hit that cross route at Oklahoma to Marquise Brown and would have passed on C.D. Lamb deep, and Marquise Brown would have taken it like 80 yards to the house. What happened to that Baker Mayfield? who used to see the field in a way that nobody in that class of quarterbacks could see the field. What happened to him? Because I miss that kid. I miss him a lot. What happened to the guy last year that could run these play actions and deke out an entire defense and make plays with his arm? What happened to him? And you can say the injury, and maybe that's so, but Baker is making dumb decisions. Decisions no quarterback should ever make when they're throwing the football. I mean, his footwork on the second interception was so bad. It was in a direction that he's supposed to throw to his left, and he throws it to his right. Because when you're pointing your hips one direction, you're not supposed to throw in the other direction. It's supposed to follow through in that direction. Instead, he's keeping his hips wide, which allows the ball to sail, which it did and led to the interception. Gee, shocker. I know. I just don't get, in my experience of evaluating quarterbacks, How a player can fall off so much. Now, in fairness, Marcus Mariota is the only other one that's fallen off like this. But, Mariota had injuries to his legs that took away his running game, and Mariota never really had the arm that Baker Mayfield has. Mariota had touch, ball placement, accuracy, two-way threat, It didn't work out. Tough stuff, but it happens. The question is, can Baker Mayfield be fixed? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. If we go by his career, 2018, great rookie season. 2019, crappy year. 2020, great season playoffs. 2021, crappy, hanging by a thread. Could pull a rabbit out of the hat and kind of redeem himself. But it's going to be at least a mediocre play season. Maybe average. So we expect a great year next year. By that trend, he should have a great year next year. I'm not saying it's out of the realm of possibility. A healthy Baker Mayfield doesn't play better next year. But he was partially hurt in 2019. He was hurt this year in 2021. It tells me that Baker can get injured. Now, he plays through it, which I give him a lot of credit for. I think this year he was stupid. I think the Browns, I've said this on numerous occasions, that they should have put him on IR immediately. Even if it meant a lost season, you had to do it. And you could have gotten something for Odell Beckham at that point. Because people would have called you and said, well, Case Keenum isn't really going to use him. You're probably going to punt. Why don't you trade him to us? And you probably would have gotten maybe a four for Odell Beckham, which is better than what you got. Who knows? And we wouldn't have been saying like, oh, Odell was the problem or Baker was the problem. We would never have had that discussion. It would have been a tragedy. It never worked out. Blah, 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 blah. It's all woulda, coulda, shoulda now. But I do think there is a psychological element to this that Baker is playing to not get hurt. And when you start protecting yourself, you program yourself to not get hurt. This is my concern going forward. Is a healthy Baker Mayfield going to have those yips going into next year? Because I personally think Baker does have the yips. He's afraid to get more injured. And he panics under pressure. And also, the guy can't win in the clutch. He's done it over and over and over again. Do not give me the Chargers game. Because after the Chargers took back the lead, he didn't follow through. Plain and simple. He's had chances to win it. And he's failed every time. I mean, it's really it's simple. You got to find a way. And you can blame play calling, you can blame Baker, you can blame a whole bunch of shit. Maybe last week is not his fault because they should have just kept running it with Nick Chubb. Maybe so. But still, you can blame the referees because it was a clear pass interference holding call. Fine, I'll give you that. But that shouldn't excuse the fact that he didn't finish the job. You cannot leave the game in the referee's hands when you are the Cleveland Browns. I will say this once, and I will say this again. The Cleveland Browns, because of Roger Goodell's biased treatment of franchises, the NFL is the WWE. The Browns are jobbers. We are the Kofi Kingston We are the ones that are supposed to be the low to mid-card guys that never make it to the top. And last year, we got our moment. But then we went up against Brock Lesnar in Kansas City and got screwed in the booking because we aren't supposed to be there. Green Bay is the Roman Reigns. They're supposed to be the guy. You're supposed to acknowledge them as the greatness that they are. We are the jobbers. We are the guys that are never supposed to do it. That's why you get the same fucking teams every year with a couple of new faces. Whoever the NFL deems worthy of being a main event star, they make the main event stars. Because they know those fan bases, if they ever started losing, would never spend money on their team because they're front runners. They know with the Browns, it doesn't matter if we job for another 50 years, we're that lovable loser that everybody's still going to buy the merch for. That everybody's still going to get your season tickets. That you're still going to show up to every draft and have the highest TV ratings. It's when you lose all that. That the NFL is going to take notice. Or they're just going to move you again. You've already proven you are willing to be the jobber. So they're going to treat you as such. So that's why you can't leave it in the referee's hands. You can never do that. You got to beat the referees too. Every fucking time. We are the losers. And we got to stand up and beat them. And Baker's got to find a way to do it himself. He can't get help. There is no such thing as help in Cleveland. you got to fucking earn it. Now, as for upgrades, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, maybe Kirk Cousins. Matt Ryan is a no for me. He's done. These are the only options. Maybe Deshaun Watson if it gets cleared. Watson, if he's cleared, i think. Simply because his talent just is so good that you have to think about it. Jimmy G, I know I said a few weeks ago, intrigues me because he fits the system. Watching him more, seeing him get banged up here and there, the answer is no. No to Jimmy G. Number two, Kirk Cousins. Fits the system like a fucking glove. Runs it very, very well. With a revamped wide receiver room, he could be very effective next year. There's no question about that. But I do think he benefits from playing in a dome. And for that reason, playing on the lake shores of Lake Erie he's not going to play as well. So for that reason, I'm out. Derek Carr is different. Derek Carr is not a major upgrade. He's a slight upgrade. But it might be enough with as many games as you've lost by six points or less. It might be enough to move the needle. It might be. He has the arm strength to play in Cleveland. He has enough mobility to move around and make plays. I also think Derek Carr would fit this system a lot better than the system he's running in Vegas. The O-line's better. The running game is actually utilized. If you revamp the wide receiver room, you'll have that. You have great tight ends, which he throws to his tight ends a lot. And I think with his mobility being better than Baker will run some of the other plays a lot better than Baker. And also he doesn't have to throw the ball as much as Vegas makes him throw the ball. I think Derek Carr would be a good quarterback. You have a solid quarterback. I want a good quarterback. Does he move the needle enough to stop the the rising Bengals and Ravens? And if the Steelers get a quarterback, the Steelers? I don't know. But I will say this. Derek Carr has won a lot of games in the fourth quarter. How many has Baker really won? The Denver game his rookie year? That's it? That's all he's done. So for that reason, yes, I think about Derek Carr. Now, am I going to do it for a one? Hell no. And that's probably why the deal never gets done. I do a Baker Carr swap and I throw in two twos. That's it. I'm not giving him much more. Like, it's not worth it. Because I needed to revamp my wide receiver room. And I need to get things right for him. That's my offer. If they don't take it, fine. Because I'm actually contrary to what other people think. If I have to go with Baker for one more, year, fine. But if it doesn't work, I'm going to say this right now. You better hope you're in range to get that top two pick. And to get Bryce or Stroud. And right now, I give Young... I give Bryce Young the slightest of edges over CJ Stroud. I really like both, and I give Young a slight edge. And that's simply because of mental makeup. I think he can handle it here. I think he can handle the stress and everything extremely well. I think his mental makeup is amazing. He's a smart Driven quarterback who blocks out noise, has all the talent, and can do it. But if you're not in range to get one of those quarterbacks, if you don't have a quarterback after next year, you have to blow it up. You have to consider everybody on the table. It's not a situation I want to talk about because – you know the Steelers are going after a quarterback next year. It could end up being Kenny Pickett or Matt Corral, and if they turn out to be anything like people think, you're going to be in 10 years of this shit. If it's Sam Howell, like PFF wants to say, I think you might be fine because I'm not high on him anymore. If it's Malik Willis, I'm terrified of the possibilities with him. Like that's a potential nightmare for me. If it's Spencer Ritter, if he can develop an accuracy, that's just as scary. But I'm iffy on him. If the Steelers get a quarterback, you know their defense is elite. You know they develop and get wide receivers and have wide receivers. You know Najee's going to be a solid back. And once they develop an O-line, they're going to be a problem. Again, the Bengals are already a problem, and they're not even like fully rebuilt yet. But they're going to be a Super Bowl contender next year. The Ravens are going to be the Ravens. They're going to be highly competitive. Yes, they're going to pay Lamar Jackson. That's fine. What does that mean for the Browns? Who knows? I say, in that scenario, you're the cellar dwellers for at least another decade. At least another decade. And it's something I don't want to go down. But if you're going to roll with Baker. And we don't think Derek Carr moves the needle enough. And that's where you have to make the decision. Is Derek Carr or someone like that enough to move the needle to where you need it to go? And for me, it's a Super Bowl. The answer to that question is probably not enough to get us to the Super Bowl. But at that point, I might as well just hope we can get Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud and get a quarterback on a rookie contract and utilize that and build around them and hope one of them is just as good as the elite quarterbacks of the league and go from there. That's all you can hope for now. And it sounds bleak, but Baker Mayfield has two games to silence a lot of critics, including myself. It's not going to be easy. The Steelers will be going for his head. They see another Browns quarterback with his career on the line. They will go for his head. They will have bounties on him. Like they have in the past, allegedly. And I'm talking about Colt McCoy they have bounties on and all that stuff. That's all true. They will be going for heads. And the Bengals will be going for the finish to win the division, potentially. This will not be easy. But it is possible. So my challenge to Baker Mayfield? Shut me up. Shut me up. And I want to add one more thing before we go. The whole division in this fan base is absolutely ridiculous. The fact that we treat Baker Mayfield critics and Baker supporters as Republicans and Democrats would each other is sickening and shows why Browns fans are some of the worst fans in the NFL. Granted, we fight with each other. That's fine. We're like a family who fights with each other. But if you guys are going to just say we hate each other, and I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. But if we are going to sit here and say that we are not going to support each other and be Browns fans... Then, what the fuck are we fighting for? We've earned the right to debate. We've earned the right to have these conversations. I've had constructive ones with friends of my own who support Baker Mayfield. Maybe not like Baker riders, but I have had constructive conversations where we hear each other out. And it's very constructive for all of us. And we get each other's points. And more importantly, these people know I've been a Baker's support since before day one. They know where my frustrations lie because none of this fits my evaluation. Nothing makes sense about this. Because I try to learn from my failures and try to get better for it. But I don't know where I went wrong on it. Other than the clutch gene. That's it. So when I look at this whole scenario. Of. You know. Us fighting each other over a Browns player. None of this is our fucking control. And if you want to fight about it with me when I speak my mind. That's your prerogative. From now on, I'm going to try not to say a damn word to you. You want to say your shit, go right ahead. You are entitled to it. You're a Browns fan. But if you ever question my intelligence as someone who's covered NFL drafts for 10 years, studied tape as much as anyone, has made big hits as big as anyone, As well as big misses. But. Has made huge hits on players in the past. I'm going to tell you right now. I will come after you. And I'm not afraid. To burn bridges. With people. Because if you want to insult my intelligence. If you want that smoke. If you want that fucking clout. I'll give you that fucking clout. But you won't be the same afterwards, that's for sure. It's when you attack my intelligence and when you go behind my back is where I draw the line. We are allowed to have constructive dialogue on Baker Mayfield. But to divide us and to attack us for being fans who care deeply about this team. You need to get the fuck out of this fan base and go root for somebody else. Some of you even listen to this podcast. I'm just saying, if you don't want to deal with it, that people have legitimate questions about Baker Mayfield that some of you cannot answer, It's not my problem. That's your problem. And you'll ask me questions that maybe I won't be able to answer. But you want to know what? We're fans. At the end of the day, none of us make this call. So if you want to go after me or LaShawn or Jack or anyone else that I know of that has soured on Baker. Just because, you know, they don't agree with what you believe. If you want to attack them personally, attack their intelligence, you need to go take a hike. Because the first pot I did, I was angry. And I'm glad I didn't post that one. I'm glad I'm doing this one. And I apologize to those I've done it too. I really do apologize to it. Because that That isn't me, but I will say, don't do anything to make it personal because that's just too far. That's not being a fan that's just being a bitter son of a bitch, and I don't sympathize for that i don't I don't stand for it, so stop the fucking division, this fan base. And maybe you might see some, you know, positive things happening. I mean, most of us are united with the Cavs, and look at that. Just saying. And most of you are standing by with, I mean, like, you stand by your opinions with Guardians. So, hey, they do pretty well when you're united for whatever cause you believe in. Maybe you just need a united front. Our goal is the same. To win the AFC North, to make the playoffs, and to win the Super Bowl. If we defer on what we think is going to get us there, fine. Whatever. At the end of the day, it's my opinion. You don't agree with it? You think I'm stupid? You want to tag me? We'll shove it up your ass. But if you wanna have constructive dialogue about it instead of, you know, calling my ass out, I'm open to that. If you wanna call me out, fine. You stoop that level. I'll go right there with you because I have no problems with it because I will not be personally attacked anymore. I'm uh, tired of being a victim. And I will come back. Plain simple. So for that, with that said, I'm calling it. We'll talk to you maybe this week with a Brown Steelers preview with hopefully a good friend to show, Jason Roberts. Have to talk to him. Um, for myself, for my coach Jack McCurry, who's not here tonight, we wish you all well. Have a happy new year if we don't hear from you. And we will be back weekly in the offseason. That's already confirmed. So we're looking forward to that. And we will talk to you guys then. But until then, I'm out.